You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, this is Annie for Showreel. We're back live for 2018. I hope the year's been treating you well right up to this point. Today, the day before January the 26th, a contentious day, the Invasion Day, uh, we are lucky enough to have a spotlight on a new film by Warwick Thornton, Sweet Country. Sweet Country has opened in cinemas across Australia and it is a humdinger. And it's a perfect uh, f- film to be looking at uh, now the discussion about uh, the appropriateness of the 26th of January being called Australia Day. Uh, is now on the lips of uh, people even who are trying to pretend that it's not a contentious issue. Anyway, this is a chat I had with uh, Warwick Thornton about Sweet Country. Uh, you call it a Western. It's in, it was set in 1929, mm-hmm. not in 1829 as some people might think, you know, in the sense that uh, all these uh, things that you're going through, all the, the themes of violence and... It's based on a true story, so it had to be set in the time that actually it really did happen. So that's a clear and present reason for it to be in that time. The irony of actually Central Australia and a lot of... Australia is that um, we were still having massacres. People were still being shot in the 40s. That's right. So, you know, and I, 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 I'm a bit bemused by that sort of fear that, that this country has for its past, you know, and I'm a bit bemused by the idea that, oh, you know, this is all going to be a bit too hard. And it's like, you know, Indigenous people have had to drink concrete and harden the hell up for the last 200 years, and I think it's about time that the rest of the country started looking at its past, and I think it's time that the rest of the country actually recognised its past and hardened the bloody hell up. It's kind of like there's this weird kind of... Silence? Well, no, this is kind of this weird sort of, oh, don't, 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 don't... Um, pick a sore. Yeah, pick a sore, and it's like, come on, harden up. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do know. You know I, it, I do know. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre how this country's behaving. Yeah, that's right. And and I was going to, like you said, it was a true story. Uh, there's a couple of things to that. Uh, it, your your film is a bit like making uh, history 3D. It's like a pop-up card, isn't it? it it's got this sort of sense of, uh, it's not just a true story, but there's a sort of a sense of allegory in your film. Allegory, what's that mean? Well, well sort of, uh, it suddenly, it wasn't just the events and also... Uh, what was happening, but it was like uh, 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 it was on a larger sort of almost Greek 
tragedy scale, yeah, telling was, people's story that means something to everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's funny that, that, well, that sort of Greek tragedy, you know, they always say that the Greeks created democracy and it's sort of like, you know, we've been around for 40,000 years and we seem to get on pretty well. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Now, uh, the making of the film, it's uh, the producing of the film. Like, I was noticing that uh, uh, the production company is actually producing films by First Nations people. Yeah, is yeah, that right? Yeah, That's yeah, what it's yeah, about, Dave, is it? David Greer, the producers, um, work a lot with... Um, well, they've just finished a series with Rachel Perkins. So they work a lot with um, Ivan Sen. Um, yep. You know, so... And, and, you know, the script came to me from them. But the irony was, it was actually a really good friend of mine, David Trainer, who's an Aboriginal sound recordist, who, whose story, it's based on his grandfather's story. Oh, right. I was wondering and, and about that's this. And that's where the true story comes from. And David Trainer's a sound recordist, and he, he wrote a, a version of it. And then we got another Aboriginal writer, an amazing writer named Stephen McGregor, to come and help him, you know, sort out some, you know, some plot holes and all that kind of stuff. And they created this amazing script that, that was handed to me, and that's where it all sort of basically started. Interestingly enough, it's it's actually a Northern Territory story if we're going to use uh, Anglo language. Yeah, it's not a Western, it's a Northern. Yeah. Did, did that make a difference? with Because uh, it's Aranti people doing the acting, mostly. Well, yeah. Well, Aranda, Walpree. Aranda. There's some Cadage people in there. You know, there's my family in there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Did, did, did that matter? Did you have to yeah, get totally did. permission? Yeah, totally did. No. Oh. <laughs> did anybody say, you know, it's like, because I talked well, to you know, some... You know, the, you know what the irony is? What? Um, as an Indigenous person, it's kind of... Everything I do needs permission. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which is yeah. the irony. You know, you ask white people, did they get permission? Don't ask an Aboriginal person, did they get permission? Because it's kind of, you know, we, we, oh, oh, no, we're no, always no. getting permission. And actually, being Aboriginal, how much permission do I need more than actually being a black fella? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, the reason why I asked that question was because I talked to the people who did Namajira Project. Mm-hmm. And when they talked to the Were they pe- Aboriginal? No, they weren't. Okay. And so they went and talked to the... The, the reason for why that came up yeah. was uh, they were talking with the uh, uh, Namajira's people. Yeah, the family. family. And they were the ones who were pushing to get copyright. And they wanted to do a theatre show and they had to ask them if it was okay yeah, yeah. to... Rightfully so, yeah, to, totally. to tell his story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, yeah. that's why I was wondering, that's all. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which no. is interesting. And, you know, the, 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 all, all, all the Aboriginal um, actors in it were cast from Central Australia. Yeah, yeah, it's right. And no, most of them had never been in a film before. Yeah, but, which it, but it was more important for me that they came from that country. They actually had a spiritual connection that actually I can't direct. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they I actually think. have connection to country and that connection to spirit, whether they're Arundel or Walpuri or Cadage or Aluara, um, they had connections. So when the camera looked at them and they were standing in that desert, there was already something special happening. And yeah. that was more important than whether they could act or not. Because I can, I can teach people to act, but I can't teach them to have connection to country. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, it's hard work uh, doing a whole feature. So, like you said, a lot of these people had never acted in a film before. Yeah, but the, the interesting thing about it is this story is their story. All of the, Every single one of them, from Hamilton to, to Natasha to the Doolan boys, the little twins who play uh, Philomac, they all, this is their family story. You know, it's my family story. You know, my mother was born under a tree out at a place called um, Barra Creek. Um, you know, our people's land was stolen. The only way that my grand, my grandmother and my grandfather could actually live um, and be connected to the spirits and the land that they actually have, you know, uh, 
50,000 years of connection to was to actually work for free for the cattle station owner who took the land off them. And that was the only way they were allowed to stay, was to work for free for flour, sugar and tea, for rations that were given to them by, the, by you know, Native Affairs, by the federal government. And basically the, the, you know, the cattle station owner got free labour, a.k.a. slave labour. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you did a film first that came to notice, Samson and Delilah, which mm-hmm. was a spectacular uh, f- opening of the curtains of modern uh, experience. Yeah. So, and then you did a whole range of things to do with things like ghosts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, the dark side, yeah. 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 Uh, a sort of urban spiritual connection rather than a traditional spiritual connection yeah. to, to, and because, you know, Indigenous people, we are complete scaredy cats, but we have an amazing affiliation with spirits and not that kind of, e- it's always pushed by this sort of, this Western knowledge, uh, idea of, of spirits and ghosts that they're evil and they're all evil. And we don't have that problem with our mob. Uh, we, you know, we, we, our spirits follow us and our spirits nurture us and they look after us and they make us stronger and they keep us connected to, to, the, to the land. And it was just interesting to see that kind of, you know, the different, the Western idea of a spirit and the, and the idea of the darkness being a, a fearful place, you know what I mean? And if you think of the darkness as, a, a, you know, the colour black or, the you know, the shade black and how children are taught to be afraid of the dark, being, okay, afraid of black, okay, being afraid of black people, there's this slow, strange lineage that Western worlds create and and how it slowly works into some really weird form of racism, you know, and sort of uh, that film was about trying to recognise that there is that connection. Don't be afraid of ghosts because they're actually they they are your past and they're kind of your future because you will be one 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 day as well. But now you've come back to something that's far more uh, narrative driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that tell me about that. Well, it's interesting, you know, it, it's, it is, it's a Western, you know what I mean? And it needs yeah, to be put is. in the box called Western, you That's know what right. I mean? And, and it, it, it was time for me, you know what I mean? And this is based on a true story. So I actually have responsibilities as a, as a, as a, as a filmmaker, and especially as an Indigenous filmmaker, to get it right, to tell the right story. Because this is the kind of story you will not read in Year 11 curriculum. This is a part of Australia's history that we don't actually really talk about. This is a part of who we are that actually is kind of being erased. And it's important for me that if I'm going to tell a story like this here, I get it right because there's actually a bigger connotation to who we are as a country and the, the amount of knowledge that we learn about our past that can create better choices for our future, you know? Songs of our time, teachers of our story. Let it be written in the maze, the survival of a culture is a reason that we may Join 3CR for our Invasion Day broadcast on January 26th. Tune into 3CR between 11am and 4pm for our Treaty Now special broadcasts. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land and Aboriginal law. G'day, I'm Warwick Thornton and uh, you're listening to 3CR. I'm basically got a new film out called Sweet Country. Come and watch it. You're on Showreel with Annie and we're listening to a chat that I had with Warwick Thornton who's just put out a new film called Sweet Country, as our little ID said. Well, let's continue with our chat.
I was uh, really impressed. I mean, obviously, you've got a whole lot of great Western support actors or, uh, uh, well, you know... uh, are you talking about the two old boots, Sam yeah. Neill and Brian Brown? Yeah, yeah. I call them old boots with young hearts, them too. They're such beautiful men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they really went out of their way. They, yeah, they, they, they found, have to. They read the script. They found it really empowering and important as as part of telling this part of Australia's history, uh, you know, a, a period in, 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 in the journey of this country, you know, its, its foundations, basically black slave labour and, the, you know, the stealing of country and that. But in a, in a great Western genre with a with a you know with a posse and a man on the run and lots of guns and horses and testosterone and bo you know it's got all of those wonderful Western things in it. But you know, yeah. but also um, that that thing that you did with uh, the oppression of that woman, uh, the policeman's relationship with uh, the bartender, bartender with Annie Feister, who, who plays the bartender, who says one word or one something. Word. Yeah, that was just unbelievable. You know, and the interesting thing about this movie too is that you're talking about 1929 Central Australia, the serious outback, the fo- the front of the fear. You know, the 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 whole frontier kind of idea, and women in that world were really incredibly oppressed. And there wasn't very many women. And there has been this kind of notion that, you know, if the, the movies we make today need to have, you know, bigger um, female roles. There needs to be more female um, characters in cinema. And this is rightfully so. But I'm not going to go and chuck 27 women in a pub in Central Australia in 1929 because of some idea that Australia or the world has about inclusiveness, you know. That ain't, I can't muck around with history like that. You mm. know, it's it's not truthful. It's not truthful. And that woman was oppressed and she wasn't allowed to say anything. And that's more truthful about that period and that time than to become, you should make a m- film more inclusive and there should be more women in your film. No, yeah, but it was also, it, yeah, because it's about, it really exposed uh, what uh, abuse and and the level of the the performance was just incredible. Yeah, she's an amazing, she's amazing actor. Yeah, and it's a great character. A great character. And you know, it was, a lot of people like she's the bartender. She's actually the owner of the pub. I know. Yeah, and it's like you know, I mean, she's a businesswoman. And, and she's woman. still being she's be still being abused by the 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 bloody asshole um, cop. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, physical danger. Yeah, she's she's much more empowering than him. I know, quite quite extraordinary. That was a fantastic piece of work that you did there. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, the other thing that I I was just reading this the notes and it said, and this really struck me. It says you've got no music in the film. I didn't mm. even notice there was no music in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no actual. There's but no it's score. got real sound. Yeah, it's just well, the, well, there well, is I, a, there is a score, but it's a it's a it's a the sound of the desert. You know, in a strange way. It's well, I didn't miss it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, I felt like I was there. That was really important for me because it distilled the film in sort of a set of, in some truths. If I was a, if as a director, I filled it up with you know a hundred piece orchestra, sad songs, making you you know cues to make you feel sad or make you feel happy, or to pace it up with some drums to you know with a chase scene or something like that. There, I'm really dictating a lot of my opinion as a director on in, in, into the into that part of history and it's like I wanted to completely get rid of that so I'm not dictating it is history and this is how it rolled and this is what happened and that's all I can give you 
and you make your choice as a as an intelligent human being and an audience member how you feel about that part of history. How much of the film uh, translated from the script did you? Is it does it follow? How, yeah, no, yeah? There's, 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 you know, it is. You know, it's, it's a it's a full hundred and ten page script. Mm. There's a lot of scenes in there that weren't written that I've just sort of made up. You know, trying to find connection to different ideas and di- different sort of emotions and that. Um, the 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 it 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 does a fair bit of sort of um, looking at the future as well as as the past. There's flash forwards as, as well as flashbacks, and they basically a lot of those came from um, from the way I shot it and sort of just making that stuff up on set and then actually spending a lot more time in the edit suite. So that's to do with your sense of poetry. Yeah, yeah. Well, well <laughs> or was it practical? No. Well, it's just it's you know it's a, quite a slow paced film. It needed to be grounded. But I, I, I'm 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 a firm believer in in actually making audiences work. Yeah. Asking questions. You know what I mean. And 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 sometimes not getting answers. I really like that. In you know what I mean. Because life life ain't a ain't a, a you know life ain't a perfect. A paragraph. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Not, it's yeah. sort of sporadic bunch of sentences yeah. and words, and life's got a couple of grunts and a couple of whistles, and they don't make any sense. So you know. when now there's a couple of things. Uh, as I was watching it, I don't know how other people took it, but uh, there were certain points and obviously parallel things going along, as in emotional yeah. structures. Uh, but there were a couple of uh, plot points. Uh, that made a difference to me. I went, whoa! Like the bit where the uh, people fleeing met traditional yep. people. Yeah. And it was a culture shock as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was it, fantastic. You know, there's, there's completely d- different dynamics to Indigenous people. When you're talking 600 different languages, that's 600 cultures. That's 600 other religions in a way, spiritualities. We, we didn't all get on. You know what I mean? And anybody who thought that this place was utopia, utopia, euphoric utopian kind of idea of all all of us sort of you know picking flowers and, and smiling and waving at each other, it's got it completely wrong as far as how indigenous people work. You know what I mean? And we didn't get on, and we had tribal feuds, and people have con- confronted about that. That actually, you know, well, what they had politics like kids have got politics. Yeah, everything. Everybody's you know what I mean? got politics. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so. We did get on very well. We kept the peace, but we did actually punch the hell out of each other way before Cook rocked up. Yeah, and I, I just really love this thing that you've got. Uh, well, it, obviously it's you, uh, whoever, but they're getting on with, they're doing something when all of a sudden, you know, like the the uh, traditional people are doing something. They're in the middle of doing something while this stuff comes onto them. Yeah, it gets thrusted onto them and they have to go and sort that out before they can go back to what they... What they what, what they were really doing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's not, not like blackfellas sit around in the in the desert or, or in the forest or on the coast, you know, doing nothing and, you know, obviously waiting for, you know, some interaction with... You know, they've got... Sh- They've got shitloads of things to I do. I just found that really startling, and it really affected me. I, I really liked it. I thought it was particularly yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, so, yeah, before Cook came, we were very busy keeping democracy alive. <laughs> That's right. How long did it take you to shoot all this? It was very quick. We shot it in um, the film uh, in a month, like twenty twenty three days. Cool. Yeah. And uh, you're the cinematographer. Yeah. 
And your your son was helping out. Yeah, yeah, nepotism. Us blackfellas are big on nepotism. Yeah, get, well, get, I, get your family I, involved. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, I was actually <laughs> thinking skill sharing. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. He, he's, he's, he's grown up on every film I've ever made. You know, he's been on set pretty well for every film I've ever made. Has know. he got it in the blood too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's directed DOP as well. So he's oh, 25, really? yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's a great skill to have. Yeah. I did hear you talking and saying that the reason for why you started to do cinematographer was because you wanted to get the hell out yeah, of... escapism. Yeah. A different form of cinema escapism. Rather than going to the cinema and watching a movie to escape, I was actually joined the, joined the, the camera crew to escape. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so what's your motivator when you're actually doing the thing? Like, you've got this thing that... I, just imagine, you know, like you've got all this stuff, you've got all these people, you've got them all together, you know what you're going to do. What do you do... When you begin, what did you do? What was the first day? Um, welcome to country. Oh, cool. Yeah, we always have a welcome to country, especially if we're on other people's country. You know what I mean? It's, um, you know, obviously, make sure that it's all inclusive. You, you know, as a, as the director, you empower the crew. You say the reason why they they are there is not because you know they can lift something; it's because they're an incre- a creative, unique, creative spirit themselves. And I need help to make this movie. And that's that's not a black. No, no, it isn't. It's the black and white. It's everybody on that crew is an unbelievably creative human being, and I need backup as the director, and I need them to help me make the best film possible. So there's there's that kind of talk, and then we put our heads down and we work our bloody asses off. Yeah, that's yep. right. I mean, I've worked on some films, and it struck me that uh, it doesn't matter the co- the co- amount of cooperation it takes to make a film. The film could be shit house. It's still got to have the same yeah, level still, of creative. Yeah, it's still <laughs> got to, you've still got to work hard, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. yeah. So you've taken the film. Uh, it's been out there in the big wide world rather than local. Yeah. It's had great response, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's won everything everywhere. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been good. It's a, the the world, you know, because it is a, it is a western. People recognise it doesn't matter if it's set in uh, in the desert, and you know the Aboriginal people are speaking Irander, you know, um, you know, a language that obviously North Americans or Italians or the French would not understand. It's all subtitled, but it's it's, it's because it's a western. People recognise that first part yeah. of it, which is that sort of genre, so they can connect to that very very quickly because they've watched enough westerns to understand how they work. And then they start seeing a world that actually they've never seen in a Western before because it's Central Australia, it's Indigenous people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people around the world don't didn't know that people. And the rest of the world loves our country. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's very exotic. It's a very exotic. That's what I mean. It's exotic to them. Yeah, and you know, it's it's, it's, the irony is for a lot of Australians, it's exotic as well. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't leave Melbourne. They've never been outside bloody Melbourne. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, and it's kind of like. Come watch the film and see something about your country you might not have ever known about. Thanks for talking to me. No worries. That's it for Showreel this week. Uh, It's a great film. Go and have a look at Sweet Country. Have something to say about uh, your own history. Don't be left out of the loop. Uh, Coming up next is Published or Not, and we'll go out with uh, the Burundi Drummers tribute to Australia.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.